morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Thanks for joining me. A little rush action. Who doesn't like that on a Friday? Thank God it's Friday. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. Our friend Justin Lowe tells us, promises us, that we're going to see the sun this afternoon, perhaps. So I'm looking forward to it. My husband and I are going on a road trip, so we'll be gone this weekend. Looking forward to it. Extending the birthday week observances of yours truly. <laughs> looking forward to actually getting away for a little fun and uh, relaxation that is always welcome in the Ellefson family. So how are you doing? I am going to open the line up, the lines, holy smokes, the lines up to phone calls. I had a whole bunch of stuff planned, but because the phone is about to blow up, let's just make this about you this morning. What do you want to talk about? I have to keep a close eye on the clock, but uh, would love to hear your perspective on today's news at 715-845-2155. Good morning and welcome to Feedback. You're on with Meg. Hi, Meg. It's Orlando from Lhasa. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Except I'm uh, I'm calling because I'm a little concerned about the financial health of our city. Oh, thank God and, someone uh, is. Well, yeah, it's, uh, I've been, you know, out of, you know, for, for just for fun, I've been going to a few city council meetings. For fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're very fun. It's, it's, uh, it's pure theater. As you say, kabuki theater. Yes, absolutely. I hope you bring popcorn. No, it's well. Not, it's the not last jubilant. couple of topics were like water, finance, and and just recently the homeless problem. And uh, the other day I went and I spoke against the creation of this new uh, bureaucracy. Uh, get this, called the Department of Social Development and Action. And uh, oh, I think it was really proposed by uh, all this Kellyman and Gitzelman. Oh yeah, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. With a name like that, I wonder uh, they can hire a Chinese marketing firm for that name, or perhaps, perhaps. So, what did you discover, Orlando? Well, uh, well, with you know, two things that really bugged me. I, you know, I spent some time looking over the finance and the budget and stuff like that. And the the rate hike meeting that I went to, a, you know, a month back, month and a half back, that was absolutely frightening. Uh, you know, they've been basically because of uh, the financial situation. You know, we spend about forty million. That's the city budget, and, there's, and we have like two hundred and thirty million in bonds outstanding. And it's it, so the rate hike had to be passed. And I was as I was watching the council, one of the council members was saying, "Well, can't we just do it? You know, can't we do this incrementally? Can't we, you know, make the hike less this uh, this spring?" And the finance director jumped up almost like in a panic and said, no, 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 we can't. You know, we, we've, we've agreed to do the rate hike and explaining how the bondholders demand it. You know, it just it just shows you the dire financial picture that we're in, that this rate hike has to go through. And uh, the do other you think one. think the city council members or those members of this, at least this committee, I mean, I, think that this is monopoly money? I don't know. I just don't think there's there's much, you know, ironically, the only one who speaks a little bit, you know, with some budget stewardship is, is Killian. And, uh, you know, which, which is shocking to me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, you know, the other thing that bugs me, which I, you know, I witnessed recently is with this uh, new uh, committee that they want to have is uh, the way the nonprofits are, in a sense, running our city. You know, it's amazing to me how many of these charities, local charities, we are supporting with taxpayer money. 
uh, you know, a recent one in our budget. You know, I looked at our budget here and I discovered that Catholic Charity is getting $778,000 for 25 beds. For and, oh, you know, for the, for the homeless for beds. Now, no one's arguing that cause. It's a great, great cause. You know, charities, you know, it, it's it's an important thing to do, but for 25 beds. There's got to be accountability, though. I mean, we can, we can, you know, we can agree that it's a good charity, but we can also disagree that, uh, that uh, they're, they can't, they have to, or I should say, we also should agree that they have to be held accountable for the money and, and where it's going. Well, Absolutely. And what concerns me about this new bureaucracy, you know, bureaucracy that they're talking about, the Department of Social Development Action or whatever they want to call it, I mean, you know, these, these it'll be a bureaucracy that, you know, over time it'll just increasingly, it'll just increasingly feel that, you know, funding charities with taxpayer money, it's, uh, you know, their duty. You know, it's like it's like a, a form of a mission creep, you know, and, and it's not something that the city should be doing. You know, I have to ask you this, Orlando, just about Catholic charities, is that if if they're receiving money from the government, a.k.a. from the taxpayer, are there strings attached to it? Are there expectations? Are they uh, allowed or are they not permitted to processize, I can't say that word, but uh, preach? <laughs> absolutely. To, and, With federal money, absolutely. In fact, you know, if you if you look at the brochures and that, you know, they don't, they, you know, they're secular now. They're not, uh, you know, they're, they're devoid of the mission to some degree. So they're compromising but, you know, and, for the money. Right. And it's not uh-huh. that, you know, charities aren't needed, but the way we fund them is, is incorrect and it shouldn't be government. And another thing too, typically when like endowments, you know, like the Green Heck Foundation or Alexander General, when they finance charities, when they help out charities, it's usually for a physical plant, you know, get them a car, a warehouse, something like that. It's never for operations. You know, operations is something that charities should fund themselves with right. their own money. Right. Well, I mean, they and should it's, be funded. You know, all of this is just, it's disturbing to me, the lack of, you know, fiscal, you know, acuity on mm-hmm. our city council. You know, I, have you, have you listened to, uh, Keen Winner's articles recently in the pilot. Well, I, you know what, he sent me one of them, and I mean, they're 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 always very excellent. They're just so um, heady that sometimes they're hard to disseminate yeah. on air. So, I mean, I've I've often said to him, "Hey, come on air and and explain what it is that you're saying in layman's terms." But <laughs> I've yet to have him take me up on the offer. But yeah, I mean, that's what we need is we need someone to boil it down to something that uh, that the the average regular taxpayer that, you know, just pays their bills or pays their tax bills every year. And uh, uh, we need someone to explain it well, because they are taking us, I hate to use cliches, but they're taking us to the cleaners and beyond. Right. I mean, well, you know, I'm just afraid we're developing uh, the Chicago model or oh. the LA model for yeah. uh, well, city finances here. And the uh, Germany model. Hmm? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> But you know we gotta we gotta do something to uh, make this place attractive again for the taxpayer for the worker. Right. Well, and I think what that means that begs the question, Orlando, is what are you and our listeners going to do? I uh, I think that it may be time for some of us, not me, to run for office and uh, and and actually make some necessary changes in city government here in Wausau. Well, I yeah I, I don't know. It'd be good to find someone. Find someone uh, young and energetic. Yeah, when to ch- to challenge the I don't even want to call it status quo because what uh, Katie Rosenberg 
Mayor Bambi is doing to our city is fundamentally changing it, and we don't want her fundamental change. Well, it's, uh, you know, I've been reading a lot about the history of socialism in in our country in particular, and uh, it's just frightening, you know, and like I say, with these word changes and I think someone reprimanded me the other day because when I talked, I accidentally used the word homeless rather than the oh, unhoused. Yes, I know that there is a new PC term that I was unaware of until I heard it reported here on WSAU. I'd, I've been thinking it all wrong all these years is that I thought someone who was homeless was homeless. But yeah. evidently, someone who's homeless is unhoused. And I've well, been The person who teased me about this, I said, well, why don't you just give me the word you're going to use in six months, and I'll start with that. Right, well, or six years, because, you know, yeah. they're constantly changing it to adapt to the the narrative of the narrative du jour. So, well, hey, Orlando, anything else to add? No, I just wanted to talk about that, you know, and hopefully uh, someone will come up and... Uh you know, help help our city a little bit. Right. Huh? Well, and, uh, we need we need we need some new uh, new blood at the city council. That's I agree. For sure. I agree. And you no, know, other than Lisa and Don Herbst, and you know, there's there's only a couple there that seem uh, capable of uh, you know being in that position, being, being good stewards of the taxpayer money. I guess would be one way of putting it. Or just we'll we'll even well in the time being we'll settle for stewards. Well, well stewards that you yes. you hit it. Yeah. They need, we need stewards. You know, not social directors, you know, right. not, not social planners. No, we're done with that. Well, I want to say thank you for calling in, and and, and I, I hope that your call uh, provides inspiration for other citizens of Wausau to start attending and paying attention to what's going on in these city council meetings and the decisions that our mayor and the council is making are not helpful, are not, uh, they're not going to help the uh the taxpayer here in Wausau. So, hey, thanks. It was great to hear from you. I appreciate uh, it. Nice, nice talking to you. Yeah. Take have care, Meg. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thanks. 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. Good morning and welcome to Feedback. Well, good morning, Meg. Uh, this is Jim at Stevens Point. I've, I seem to like to call you whenever Scarlett's on. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> She's a rock star. She is. Uh, expand on some of the things. I haven't been listening totally because I was on my way to work, et cetera, but uh, I will say um, to expand a little bit on what she said about some of the stuff that goes on in the schools, the schools even around here, some of them, particularly here in Point, they want to do exactly what she's talking about doing, that they do. Mm-hmm. They, they want to hide that stuff. Yeah. They want to hide all of the gender support plan issues from the parents. Well, and they're renaming it just as, you know, yes. a, a, a but Orlando and parents must beware because you know, Point Schools is watching closely the will case against Eau Claire Schools where they're where they're trying to hide that stuff from parents, right? And they aren't watching it from a a worried about legal thing. They want to do the same thing and want to see if it's truly going to be allowed. Yeah, it's that's the perspective they're looking at it from. Well, and, yeah, I think I think and, it's like uh, beg for forgiveness later. I mean, right. act now, and beg for forgiveness later. Yikes! I've got a new theorem about how conservatives versus liberals look at the law. Conservatives look at the law as something to follow, and liberals look at the law as something to try and get around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what they do at every level, at least in our district, and. Parents must beware because one of the ways, even if 
the Eau Claire suit goes the way conservatives want, in point, I guarantee you what they are already doing, and this is what they are doing throughout the state because there's so much immunity in this group, the school counselors and social workers, once they establish a relationship with your kid, they've got what's almost considered like a doctor-patient or um, attorney-client privilege type thing going on. And so they, they look at that as a legal way to avoid talking to parents. And I my message to anyone else, any parent out there listening who's concerned is every year, send a letter to your your administrative staff and principals if that says you may not talk to my kid alone um, ever. Mm-hmm. That includes the principal and that includes uh, social worker and school counselor. You want to talk to my kid about anything, you get consent from me and make sure I'm there and present. Because otherwise, if they form these uh, relationships without you around, that is exactly the angle they're going to take. And they're going to, because they've got legal wrangling that allows them to hide that from you, um, that is exactly what they're going to do. <laughs> I, ha- I have a, uh, an example of that that I'll share. When um, I have a 21-year-old son, but when he was in first or second grade, I got a call from his elementary school, and uh, I think it was actually from the school counselor who said, I had a conversation with your son because he used the word gay as a slur. And, and, and you know, she went on and on. I said, hold on, stop right there. What kind of conversation did you have with my son? And, you know, she explained what, and, and she was really indoctrinating him in, in, right. to her point of view. So when he came home, I had to, I had to deprogram him. And then I called her back and I said, for the record, do not ever have a conversation with my son without me being present. And, and I mean, and that was how many years ago when he was in yep. first or second grade? I mean, it's been going on probably even long, you know, longer than before, before that would happen with my son. So I, it, it's, you have a great point. And I think we do have to, as parents, we do have to assume the role as the uh, as the chief advocate for our children right. and to not assume that those in the schools are looking out. We Everybody knows that they're not no, looking out for what's best. No, parents now have to realize that schools now are not what they were when we were there. Yeah, they have to realize that, and they're not. And, you know, the parents are not waking up the way they should be, at least that I feel they should be. And the, the other thing to be aware of, too, and it's another battlefront that, it's tough because Scarlet's fighting on so many ba- so many battles in so many areas. The pipeline that they're creating in the colleges is something that is really hard to fight against because particularly the school counselors and social workers that are coming into the schools, you know, they, a lot of them have to go to special programs. Uh, like, for instance, in Wisconsin, there's only a couple of university programs that actually have a master's level for school counselors oh, that's horrifying and so Jim, those, I hate to cut you off but those I, I'm places I'll just clock. say those places are very woke and they are teaching those counselors to do the exactly what we're fighting against oh, yes so, well thank you great yep. call great points I appreciate you tuning in have a great weekend yeah me too thank you gotta go to a break I'll be right back with final thoughts on WSAU feedback
Thanks for joining me on WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Great calls. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Have a wonderful weekend. Go out to WSAU.com if you missed any of the programming this morning. Four hours of programming gold. Got a boogie. God bless.